Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. State of the Empire is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse, and is brought to you in part by Consequence of Sound, the web's foremost source for music and film news, reviews, and insights. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. This is Sam Witwer, and you are listening to Nerdy Show. Welcome to State of the Empire, Star Wars speculation podcast where we look for news in Alderaan places. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Colin. And this episode is something a little bit different. You'll recall in our previous episode, we mentioned that Colin went on a special journey. I did. A journey to watch the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. You watched all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels back to back. Yep. Now, I've never watched Clone Wars Doug's never watched Clone Wars. It just wasn't interesting to us at the time. We were we were very much. Uh, I've I've watched like an episode and a half, and I was like, eh, it's not for me. But it, that's not that. That honestly was my exact assessment um, when I was when I had started it, and and I had actually started it beforehand, and then um, dropped off, and then spill. Well, actually, once the uh, announcement that Clone Wars was canon um, became. Uh, like that they had wiped out all of the expanded universe and that Clone Wars was one of the things that was saved and was canon, I decided that, well, I can actually, you know, uh, handle that now. So I'll go ahead and watch it. You took one for the team. Now, Matt, you've, you're you a Clone Wars fan. Yep, I've been through twice. Once as it was airing and then once uh, I watched it all the way through last year. And you openly admit that there's some high highs and some low lows yeah it's oh, yeah. uh you know it, it goes up and down because it, it it's not season-long story arcs they they serialize it very heavily it, it they're supposed to be like old war propaganda films it's kind of interesting in that way but that i mean that is but that it is will but it will suffer because of that as well as have highs because of it too mm. before we get going colin you you did some kind of thing to generate our star wars names yeah, I uh, I work at a theater and we had a Star Wars camp and one of the things where we had to do one of the things that I had the kids do was create their Star Wars names and first word is your title and that's based on your first initial and then we have your first name which is created by um, taking the last three letters of your last name and then adding them to the first two letters of your first name and then your last name is based on your second initial. So I am Senator. <laughs> Come up, of course, <laughs> kind of hell. <laughs> Sonco Organa. Sonco Organa? How'd you so, get that? So you're clearly Alderanian. Yep. Hmm. You're, you're like the Imperial Senator who's a. Uh, it's the Imperial Senate. You're not good enough for the Galactic Senate. It's true. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> all right, Cap, this is yours. You, you are also a Senator. Oh, lucky yes, me. You, yes, you are Senator Ardka Nita. Ardka Nita. All right. Yeah. Sounds Star Warsy. Yeah. Yeah. Spill, you are Acolyte. Ilma Unduli. Acolyte, what does that make what does that mean? Sith Padawan. Oh. Yeah, but and, so I'm I'm related to Luminara though. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> and but but uh, uh Doug. Oh no. <laughs> you are you are boss. <gasps> oh boy. You are boss Nixdu Nita. Nixdu Nita? Yeah, Nixdu Nita. Eh. I did a Star Wars generator. Back in college, and, uh-huh. I, and I still use this name occasionally as a screen name for things. It's uh, it was um based on first name, last name, mother's maiden name, and city you were born in. That, that, that was the exact same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a uh, Spima Alfor. I like pretty good. Cool. I like that. My, one. Mine was Bando Loaded. I like that one. That is, yeah, <laughs> you're shooting first. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pronounced cool. fast. It sounds like you're saying load it. Yeah. But it's not yeah. Uh-huh. spelled the same way, but yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I keep the name Bando. We use Bando for because uh, it's close to Lando, and you know I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> well, all right. So, Colin, I've been catching wind of every every now and then you, your reactions on this journey, and I'm pretty fascinated by 
you know, what you've learned there because you, you came into it with as much skepticism as Doug and I have had on this. And even though it's pronounced canon now, I'm fine just having Matt tell me things because it's really charming and insightful when he does it, but I sure don't like it when George Lucas does it sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, y'all, I mean, honestly, it's... The first season's rough. Uh, even the first two seasons are rough. I mean, how many seasons is this thing, Spill? Six? Um, It was... Either five plus the lost missions or six plus the lost missions. Yeah. So it takes a, a really long time to get into. And honestly, I was not really able to binge watch it because I couldn't watch it. Um. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to do this a lot and step in real quick. But I think it is one of the hardest shows to possibly binge watch because it is so heavily based on individualized three episode arcs then four episode arcs that have nothing to do with anything that you saw in the three episodes prior yeah you know they're they're all very serialized like you know part one of four part two of four part so one they're like three, tiny two, films three. yeah and Kinda, and yeah and then they all and then they focus on different characters so sometimes you might not see obi-wan for half a season because we were doing a plo Koon and anakin story or we we're doing an right. ahsoka and barris story so like it's there, it's not a show I think meant to be digested all at once. It's meant to be a show digested as, you know, at the cliffhanger. Tune in next week to find out what happens yeah. to Ahsoka as she hangs off the cliff. So it's not the kind of show where you could say, "Hey, only watch these ten episodes and get the gist of it." Nah, Correct. It's it, really it would be not. more like watch these five serialized arcs in mm, different seasons. Mm. Yeah, I mean there are uh, there are some there's some really really good stuff in this, and honestly, um, I, I am a better Star Wars fan for watching it, and not only just by like not not like in the sense of putting myself through it, but in terms of like <laughs> you're such a martyr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, in, in terms of it is a it has helped inform the way that the that I should feel about the characters now that this is truly the canon and the backstory of, of, of what these characters are going through and like what is happening with Anakin and um, Ahsoka specifically in Rebels. Um, if you are watching Rebels, you need to watch Clone Wars. Truly. I, I, the end of the season finale of this second season of Rebels touched me exceptionally. Like It cut deep. And like I was in tears at the end of that episode, and I do not think that I would have been had I not seen um, Clone Wars. Well, I, I I was very impacted by it, but I uh, I was not in tears. So maybe you're right. And actually, you saying this makes me realize that we said we were going to offer our reactions to the end of uh, season two of Rebels in our last episode, and actually didn't end up doing it because we were running over time so much. So we'll have to put that behind the blast doors in this episode. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a. Um, I, I yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I think that goes to the serialized nature. If if you watch Clone Wars, if you didn't even watch Attack of the Clones, you just went through Clone Wars, and then watch Revenge of the Sith, you would get that feeling because Anakin is in over the course of Clone Wars is as true blue of like the 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 fucking hero that the Republic needs. Like you you know that he's a celebrity in the Republic. Like he is the guy on the front lines that is going to win us this war. And then after six years of that, to watch Revenge of the Sith and see it all fall apart and see also towards the end of Clone Wars, he's dealing with stuff like Ahsoka and, you know, and, and you know, just like the war not going the way they want it to, where you see how he can, how it all falls apart for him more so than you do then attack the clones to Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it, 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 it truly... Through the, even when you get into the original trilogy and and etc., the journey of Anakin Skywalker is so much f- more fully fleshed out in that show in a way that really gives you an insight um, into the the depths of that character and what he's feeling. I mean, so much more so than you know, because you you're left at the end of Attack of the Clones and um, the Revenge of the Sith, like that journey of him becoming who he is um, to be, to be Darth Vader is so it really is well illustrated through this, through the show. Unfortunately, it is a six episode, a six season show where there are really great parts of it and really not great parts of it. I mean, there are some very 
you know those first parts of Rebels where it was when it felt like they might have been pandering to the kids and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. T- take that and um, put it at an put it at an exceptionally high level, and that's Clone Wars for for because, most of the. And once again, I think it's the serialized nature because there were so many different creators of each individual block. You know, they yeah. they place directors in charge of each one, and like you know, the tones could be so different. And and there is no season arcs. Like you don't get. Towards the end, they did do a thing where, like, th- like the Darth Maul arc would start with the first two episodes of the season, and then they wouldn't conclude them until the last two episodes. So, like, you do get an overall arc in that you're waiting to find out, but it's not like they're showing you what Maul's up to over the course of the season. Mm. They're telling other stories in between. Which makes sense as to why they were able to, after the series was canceled, compartmentalize so much with their expanded content, like doing the Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir comic, and also the Asajj Ventress novel. Because those stories, not only were they already written, but they were so compartmentalized that they could exist outside the series. Yeah, and yeah. and it's very clear in each one. I mean, Sons of Dathomir is is a four part comic, and it was supposed to be a four episode block. And it's just you know, it's just storyboarded onto the Dark Horse comic pages. You know, it's it's hmm, weird. Well, Colin, I mean, when when experiencing this, um. You you've gained a lot of insights into in characters. For starters, you you can you can care about Anakin, which is an achievement in and of itself. Um, <laughs> uh, Ahsoka is a character I've come to enjoy a great deal as an adult, but as a child, when I first like you know witnessed her in the trailers for the Star Wars Clone Wars film that was released in theaters, um, and uh, or somewhere I mean, when I first saw her, wherever it was. Um, and she's given R2 some shitty nicknames because R2 is already a nickname <laughs> and um, and just being like an obnoxious child and and weirdly, you know, and, and being inserted into continuity, having never, ever been referenced. Um, I I found it difficult to swallow. And, and that really turned me against Clone Wars to a greater degree than I already was at the time after my extreme prequel fatigue. What was it like? um encountering Ahsoka for the first time, and how exactly did they introduce her? Like, how exactly was it that Anakin, uh, as as new as he was, was able to get an apprentice at that point? I honestly don't... Spill, do you remember how that happened? I honestly don't remember. I just remember her just being there. Well, they yeah, he was in the middle of the Battle of Christophsis, and they, they sent her to him. I mean, I think it's just the thing. If you're a Jedi Knight, you're capable of having a Padawan. And, and, and that's the thing, too, that I think you get in the prequels is, is you kind of see Anakin as a mistake prone Jedi, whereas clone wars presents him much more as well. He was an exceptional Jedi. Yes. Yeah. And, and he and, 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 and that his teachings are actually do have merit. And that like some of the things that he was saying, you know, cause that you are introduced to this other character named Barris, um, who is a, a Padawan that is the same relative age as Ahsoka and essentially the same track of training in terms of, um, how far she has gone through the, um, the practices of the Jedi and uh, they are constantly talking about how Barris is describing her master's teachings. And then um, Ahsoka is talking about her master's teachings and really different um, philosophies of approach and how to deal with a certain situation and just gives further insight onto some of through Ahsoka, like what Anakin was teaching her and what his, personality was like um and that it's not necessarily the wrong decision and it's not necessarily the um the it it more than more often than not it's the riskier decision more often than not it's the more heroic decision but more often than not it's also the the decision that is made from passion that actually ends up saving more people than what of the other um, more cautious decision would have would have done um they he will he is seen as a hero because he saves more of his he cares about his squad he cares about his troops and um because of that he is is respected as a leader it, it's it's also nice i think the prequels presents anakin as hot-headed but mm-hmm. gifted and and that just well, makes most, him- mostly because people tell you he is Yes. You, you very seldom see it. Yes, and and I think that that plays off as just being very shallow when it, it's just it's just such a tropey story by now where it's just like oh you know it's 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 Kirk in the new Star Trek movies. <laughs> Everyone keeps just telling you oh you got the gift, but he keeps he's just like 
I mean, but he doesn't. Yeah, and, and he just keeps, over keeps and failing, over. and they keep giving him chances. And if you just watch the prequels, that's the way it is. But but Anakin over the course of the Clone Wars and Ahsoka, like it's funny because because Ahsoka initially comes off as childish but gifted because yeah they tell her you know that she is. But Anakin and her bounce off each other so much that they end up being an exceptional team that becomes disciplined, but yet they're still they're not ruled by passion, but their passions make them heroic and and courageous and a symbol of hope in this otherwise dismal war and everything to the point where that it almost makes Palpatine's exploitation of Anakin and Ren and Sith that much more effective because he's the first one to effectively take advantage of those passions as opposed to constantly setting up clues in the prequel saying, oh, it's going to be his fall. It's going to be his fall. And you actually see the manipulation of a younger Anakin in the Obi-Wan Anakin comic book, mm-hmm. which is which is also really well rendered between like Palpatine uh, kind of seducing the young Jedi with 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 justice, with um, with being able to like fight corruption, um, at, you know, it, within within the Senate and so on. It, it is so much more effective from a storytelling standpoint to take advantage of a character's strengths as a way to seduce them than it is their weaknesses. And I think the like the prequels did it from their weaknesses. Like you just you know you heard it in Obi Wan's voice in A New Hope when he talked about Anakin that he was like this great Jedi, this amazing you know like. But I mean, other than like a pretty you know like daring rescue at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, he wasn't that effective of a Jedi in the prequels. Right. You know, and 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 I think Clone Wars does a much better job, and also doing the same thing to the Jedi Order, making them effective and heroic in mm-hmm. as opposed to you know kind of the duncey situation they're in <laughs> in the prequels, right? And also too, like you really get that sense of the friendship between Obi Wan and Anakin, like where they are, they do have some. You know, Obi Wan is constantly like, "Come on, man, why why'd you do that? You didn't have to do it that way." Um, but you know, that sense of, and he was a good friend that Obi-Wan says that, Mm -hmm. like you see that in the Clone Wars, you really do. And, um, they did an excellent job in that relationship. And, and it's, and it's such a weird thing, Doug, you know, you're talking about like watching a couple episodes, you don't get it in, you're like, Oh, you, if you watch this episode or these five episodes, you're going to get the, the Obi-Wan Anakin friendship, you're really going to see that like shine through. It's little bits and pieces that are scattered throughout the six, these six seasons um, that, you know, in that serialized style, you're not really going to get a ton of heart or depth. But when you do get it, it's in little bits and it's they're really important and they're really kind of special. Um, and it's 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 a. Uh, yeah, some of those serialized bits are, I mean, are just slapstick comedy. I mean, they have, yeah. like, tributes to, like, uh, yeah. Looney Tunes in there. Like, with... I, I, I kind of, like, it sounds to me, like, for me personally, I would rather watch a fan edit of, like, the hand-selected best mm. moments or, like, oh, pick these, you know, three story arcs and then skip I, this I, one. I think, I, think, I think that would be the most effective because I think... Some... Like, like what's, the, what's the machete order of the Clone Wars? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, what's the best way to go about that? Especially when you're telling me that there's ones that are out of order and stuff like that. I'm just like, you know what? That sounds all well and good, but I don't have the time to sit through six seasons of a show that half is, you know, not that cool and the other half is like, well, you got to wait for it, but there's a good nugget in there, you know? I mean, some of it, too, is like... I mean, effective just from a from a format standpoint, just for like there there's arcs that are dedicated to like very specific like um mm-hmm. like there's the 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 the, the 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 separatists I guess whatever you want to call them they have a a, a super weapon which is essentially like a giant EMP thing that they can fire and right. it, it's the malevolence and like all the episode titles are like shadow of malevolence wrath of malevolence and like it, they're very very Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. like kind of mm-hmm. things going on and like in that regard presenting that to children they do a really good job of showing that sort of older style but then then you have ones that are like a, a siege on geonosis that is just straight up saving private ryan yeah. <laughs> like it's nothing but it's just a, the siege on on the planet to retake that planet and and it's just hard warfare with like you know, troops dying in lots, large bunches, but the action is so intense that it's overwhelming for the whole half hour. And then like they had an apocalypse now type, like (laughs) going into like, like having like the only way to take this planet was through ground troops and putting them on the planet. And then like, 
it was just all guerrilla warfare from this like local race that supported the separatists and then like some of the like the republic officers were getting like real like you know potentially like you know making some really questionable decisions about sending troops in and the troops are like yeah. should we throw should we pull a mutiny like you know you now like people are like that's you know that's treasonous talk and like they're so they're so different in tone it's not like rebels where you can you know you can watch like a story arc progress over you know a couple different situations it's much more like yeah here's the point rain block watch these three episodes you can sit down and binge those but but then turn it off for a while and then you know like go to a different season and watch these four that sounds so yeah. problematic yeah but i mean but i'm interested though like if like if there was a list that say i recommend this order grouped like this mm-hmm. i would check that out but otherwise i i don't i don't have the patience to sit and just I mean, marathon is, it like is there that. even like a block that you would recommend of hey for for anybody who's who wants to see the what the best clone wars has to offer what three or four part story arc would you recommend? Well, yeah, but the thing is, is that like I feel like those are so much later into the series that it feels like you're not going to understand the gravity of what you're seeing without having yeah, because 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 if if you want to tell me like if the best one for Anakin's Anakin's mindset, like like making him you know heroic here, I would probably go with an arc that actually was based on a comic that they adapted into. Is um the slaves of the Republic one? Do you remember that, Colin? When they oh, yeah. like, yes. there's one, and then Anakin becomes like the concubine to like the queen of the slave yes. planet. And of course, and of course, he's already yes. been a slave, so he's like he's horrified by this prospect that he's like re-enslaved. Right. And and you know, Soka has to experience what Anakin's been through, and like it's pretty brutal at times. And you know, Obi Wan, yeah. same thing. And like they kind of get an idea from where Anakin's coming from, and so like that's great, but if you didn't watch the progress that Ahsoka had made over the years into maturing, I wouldn't necessarily think that block is the preeminent block that you should watch. Mm-hmm. So I could probably make a list. Like, I think Colin and I could probably like, like, like maybe, could maybe you, you, beginner's guide, guide to clone wars. Like, yeah. If, if you no, know, I mean, I'm sure people have done similar things, but if you guys did it, I would really trust it. If state of the empire could publish a list of like, Hey, you here, want- are, here are 10 essential or top 10. Yeah. I think we could do that. Colin. Yeah, I bet we could. I bet we could boil it down. I mean, but but that's also too. Like you know, there are things in there that I would probably put in there that you would hate. Probably. You know, that I, I mean, and I mean, there. Vote. Yeah, I mean, because there there are episodes in this series that like are really. I mean, the, uh, the whole idea of the the force ghost and how to overcome death essentially like is really well explained in the clone. clone no Wars. shit. Yep. I didn't know that. Which which one? You're not talking about the Mortis trilogy, are you? I'm talking well, where Yoda uh, goes oh, to okay, that. Oh, okay, okay. That's Lost Missions. That's fine. I was worried you were talking about the Mortis one, which was billed as a huge thing, and I I despised it. Although the Expanded Universe incorporated it in, in Luke's well, era well, really, well, really well. What is it? I'm curious. Um, They encounter this, um, was it an object in space? Or they just uh, black out in space? Yeah, I think, I, but I'm not. Uh, they I'm black not out and end up in this sort of like, extra dimensional area which, which is basically like the pure force essentially just a, a very strange planet where only three living beings are living on it the father the son and the daughter and the yeah. son is the sort of em- embodiment i thought you were gonna say the holy force spirit <laughs> i was yeah. gonna be like no we can't go and there this, and this idea came from george apparently which concerns me but like and and it's not even that bad because a lot of people just took it immediately. Oh, the sun is the embodiment of the dark side, and the the the, the daughter is the, the light side. But that's not really yeah. what it is. It was more like the the sun was more the embodiment of like power and and passion, and and the daughter was the embodiment of like enlightenment and and serenity and meditation and that sort of things. And, and compassion, yeah, yeah, and that and and then the father was just sort of the, you know, the the the, the um, I guess the living force. And right. like Anakin being there, like they brought him there as the trial for him to, of the chosen one. And essentially like over the course, things happen to throw the force out of balance between the three because of the presence of them there. And like they end up having, you know, they come into conflict. There's some, there's some deaths, there's some resurrections, there's some, there's some crazy shit that goes on. This is like some weird ass Greek mythology shit going on. Like not even Greek. It's just like some real, cosmic mythology on on what the force is and then you know no more you know no spoilers because or i mean you know they're not spoilers anymore because it's been out for years but 
when all is said and done, they wake up in their shuttle like nothing's ever happened, and they just lost like a few hours, according to the the troops that come to pick them up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And only those three remember it happening, or or Anakin remembers it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also at the same time though, like it's revealed because it, it like, you know, we were talking we were talking about in the previous episode about um force premonitions. Like it is in that episode where it is clear does it be it was, oh, no, is that revealed to Yoda or is that in that other episode? Because they're very similar. Um uh, that like you see the shadow of Darth Vader. Like you see the mask of Darth in, Vader. And actually in both of them. When when Anakin loses control of himself in Mortis at one point when he makes a strike with his lightsaber, it's Vader striking. And yep. then like Yoda does see Vader in in his vision quest like about figuring out um that's the one that Liam Neeson actually voiced Qui-Gon. Wow. Which that, and that's which and was that, cool that to go back. Is awesome. Because that episode is originally awesome. Revenge of the Sith, there was a scene with Liam Neeson his voice communicating with Yoda on Polis Massa and introducing himself and being like, yo, Yoda, like I've been, I've found out, you know, very convenient timing. I figured out, you know, uh, <laughs> right, right. you know, everlasting life and let's, let's do this, you know, but much better, you know, it was cut and that, that disappointed me back, you know, way back in 05, but um, doing it in Clone Wars where Yoda has been doing it for a few months now is right. much better. Also, Yoda goes to the Sith home planet. The he, Corbon? Morbond. Oh. Because okay. uh because Lucas decided to rename it. Oh. Yeah. And um Charming. I know. And even though last. even though it looks exactly like Corbon. And what? he and he does meet Tatooine, Dantooine, what the fuck? I don't know. Whatever. Just yeah. like just and, get it out of the typewriter. You know, Yoda meets the um the force ghost of Darth Bane, voiced by none other than Mark Hamill. Oh, <laughs> it was so it was Mark it's Hamill's so return good, to Star guys. Wars. That it's I was so good. yeah, it was amazing. Um, Darth Bane. He was oh, he was good. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. So it's there's there's things worth watching. Yeah. yeah I mean, there, there's an entire um four block story arc of a um Imperial trooper that has a malfunction with his chip, and he starts to yep. figure out you know the order that, you know order sixty six and the conspiracy I've and heard everything of this, else, yeah. and it becomes a the, I mean the 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 code name they gave it was the or actually it might have been one of the episode titles too is the Jedi who knew too much. And it becomes like a spy thriller, yeah. you know. So they do things and, in different and tones. And that that is what led into what was uh, Captain Rex and his crew being able to be in um, yes. uh, Rebels, right? Also, also Ahsoka leaving the Order too, kind oh. of, because that was her first yeah. disillusionment. Was her like was the Republic's heartless disposal of you know of this you know trooper, and then. You know, she there ended up being some terrorism plot, and she got very disillusioned with the, with the way the Jedi Order was going, and she left, and and unfortunately canceled too early in one of the um the unfinished episodes, the ones that were just the animatics. Mm-hmm. Anakin, which Colin, you should watch those; are on YouTube. Um, Anakin, there is a moment in the middle of their mission. The rest of the mission is just, eh, okay, this is kind of interesting, not really, where Obi Wan sees Anakin looking pensively and starts to ask her about or ask him about Ahsoka and how he's feeling about everything. And Anakin is, is, I mean, emotionally just ripped apart by Ahsoka leaving. Mm -hmm. And it really plays into Revenge of the Sith way better than the whole Padme pregnancy business. I mean, it really does. It's just, I think that was just the straw that breaks the camel's back in the new. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it it explores really interesting ideas, um, you know, through this, through this show, like specifically about the clone troopers and like, are they really, are they individuals? Do they have souls? Are they, um, uh, you know, is it, is it, does it make sense to save their lives? Are they tools? You know, like what, what, what is their role and who are they? And it's really quite interesting and especially when that episode that you're talking about spill um where they remove the chip like the part of some of them remove the chip once they find out what's happening um it's it's a really cool it's a because because like the troopers themselves are starting to like name themselves and have different personalities even though they they themselves um it's it's you know there's infighting between the clones themselves of like no we are all the same versus other ones are even though we look the same, we are not the same. Um, 
it's it's a really interesting look at like the nature versus nurture uh, and experiential learning. And and it's called the graduate the debate as, as the the show kind of graduates and and continues on. You start to sense Anakin becomes much more he relatable to the soldiers themselves instead of the Jedi yeah. Order because he himself was a slave and they are slaves. You know, like there's no there's no yeah, way, they, other they way of looking around. They don't choose it. what they do. Yeah, they just get ordered. They this, were this they is, were literally bred for it. This is why I love hearing you talk about this because you you take all the you best make it parts. sound really great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it sounds so good. You, you both you both have this perspective of where I'm like, oh man, that sounds like really good. But then it's like it's so that, inconsistent. Yeah, the but problem. then then I think about the episode, the two and a half episodes that I saw, and I'm just like, ah, it like, just was very like. You there's know. a four parter where where Ahsoka. Like she goes to a, a, a long time Tales of the Jedi planet, Onderon, and she uh, yeah. they send her to go. They're like, well, unfortunately, they're not a Republic world. We can't help. Like we can't step in with the military, but we're gonna uh, yeah. we'll help their reb- their rebels as long as Anakin Ahsoka Civil War. Well, se- I mean, well, I, it, it's mostly like like we'll send you down there with some supplies. Go teach the 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 you know their it, rebel it cell how to fight, yeah. you know how to fight. You know, something that we would actually... Like the Mujahideen. Exactly. <laughs> and that's and it's very much what it is. And it, the thing is, it, it's it's a really good by itself four-part arc. But, like, I don't know how much that, other than maturing Ahsoka, right. how much that did for the, for the whole series. Yeah. So it's just very inconsistent because sometimes you're just like, we were getting somewhere before. And now you slowed me down because you... Mm-hmm. I, I, I really... If you guys can do that list, I would love to see that list. Because it's, <laughs> it's still it's still on Netflix, right? All of it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now with the yes. you know with the partnership with Netflix, uh, Rebels is probably yeah. going to be on there sooner. I, we, can, you know? we can pick and choose. You know? So, like, yeah. th- this this is a this is a journey, at least abbreviated, that, you know, Doug and I and, and, and the listeners who haven't done this yet could, could go on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might, it might need, it might need to be a little more than 10. I mean, like, we'll, we'll Whatever, see how however, many just, just, I just, to, but yeah. Well, just, just your opinion on what, what, I mean, I know you started by saying you need to see it, you need to see it, but I'm like, I ain't got that time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, like yeah. if, if you could, if you could just give me even half, even if there's like, if you say, okay, here's three seasons worth. I think, I think the first right. thing, Colin, is I'll, I can break it down into like the actual story arcs and also mm. like what the one shots were, because you could probably, even though there's some one shots that I did enjoy, you, you could probably eliminate every single one of them. Mm. I want to meet the only there one, are, one of the there things are that dr- definitely have to get on there though is the um, <laughs> what's that like? Oh man, he's like the spider general. Admiral Trench. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. Admiral Trench, matter of fact, Admiral Trench has popped up like two or three times in, in the new canon, like in the books. Like they'll mention Trench as like the greatest admiral of the Separatist fleet and stuff. He was cool. Yeah, prob- probably one of like my favorite villains in Star Wars. Yeah, I wish I could do that. And like voice. this, that would, the, be the, that would be the voice I'd like to learn. The smuggler, sure. was it Hondo the smuggler? Hondo, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hondo's, Hondo's cool, but you meet him in Rebels. Well, that's uh, the thing. I, like you see him in Rebels. I remember we were at Celebration so, and people were like, yeah! And I'm like, he, I don't know who this guy is, but he seems alright. Hondo is so not the Hondo that he used to be. Like the whole thing about new Hondo is he's a broken shell of what he was. Yep. Uh-huh. Like he was yep. the great wow. pirate. He was the great pirate he was a pirate king. He was a yeah, pirate he, king. He was. He, I mean, he was the pirate king. He he bested Sith 
Sith Lords and he bested Jedi Masters and all these things. Oh wow. And now he's just <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like like he's he's a con man that can't get anywhere now. Damn, that's interesting. Cause like the the whole thing, I'm just like, he just seems like a scrap an older, scrappy guy that has just been living this exact same way for, for nope. his whole life. Mm-hmm. But nope. now you're telling me no, he was actually a number one kingpin is oh, like yeah. damn, yeah. that's interesting. Oh, he was more connected and more well supplied and um, better defended than Jabba. Wow! I mean, it, Holy yeah, shit! I mean, it's, than Jabba, oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, oh yeah. Yeah, he he was great. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Some of the one shots are great. There's a one shot, a Jar Jar Binks one shot that I actually own the figure from from that particular where the se- separatist droids dispatch to a certain planet because a cloak falls on Jar Jar, like, and then. Through a series of 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 you know his Boy. usual antics like uh-huh. things blow yeah. up, the droids are convinced that they have a Jedi in their midst. Oh my! And gosh. so they're go- they're trying to kill this Jedi, and he keeps on like bumbling things up. But the, th- the whole thing is obviously I already told you he's force sensitive. So this whole thing it well, is basically true. They they are dealing with something that's beyond. So, <laughs> so the episode's called Bombad Jedi, and the figure's <laughs> called you know he is the, the Bombad <laughs> you know Jedi, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have to watch it just for this episode to put but it into the hard truth. It, it's update. so it's so obviously a because it's canon now a send up of of slapstick like Looney Tunes Merry Melody cartoons like you could tell it was just like a love letter mm-hmm. and it's like I love that episode it's like my favorite individual episode <laughs> just for content purposes but it's a terrible episode. <laughs> But Is I it like when it. Laurel and Hardy would get like flour on them and people think they're ghosts and shit? It, like that yeah, kind of and they, like these droids, like they're convinced that they have a Jedi in their midst. And at the like by the end, they're just like, we give up. Like, like they can't best this this stupid Gungan. And and also, but the thing is, is like halfway, like it's not just him fucking up, it's also Padme taking advantage of that fact and then like sort of pitting the separatist envoy like against that, you know, thinking that it's a, it, it's it's cleverly done and and you know, it's it's cute and hmm. I actually think the the cloak dro- draped over him was very adorable. So like, you know, him taking <laughs> yeah. the Jedi. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, also too like, you know, you Cap you mentioned the whole Ahsoka thing and um I I still contend that Ahsoka has to die. Um like she just has to. Uh but you have and, to. And, yeah we all gotta die sometimes you leave soak out of this yeah and i understand why people um you know are so obsessed with her character and how much she you know because they grew up with her and all that kind of stuff and i completely understand that and i and i grew up with han solo but she gave she did give um I, i i truly and i'm serious I really don't think that people should be watching Rebels. I mean, like, you get it, you understand it, but, like, you really should not be watching Rebels if you have not watched The Clone Wars. Like, there are so many deep-cut references. It would be like watching Empire without um, watching A New Hope. And I'm serious. See, Colin, but I'm going to throw this out there. The first Star Wars movie I ever saw was Empire. Like, like, No, like like I said, you would enjoy it. You'll enjoy it, but will you get everything? No, not everything, but there there is a universality to to things. Like I think that's why Star Wars works. I so mean, well. I, I yeah. feel that my feelings don't go as deep as yours do because I don't have the I haven't you know spent the time on it. But I right. still like the but the gravity of it isn't wasted on me. You know, like, right. and I guess maybe is this a good opportunity? Well, I mean, the whole thing is you watched out of I saw Episode Four in New Hope before I ever saw Episode One, so you know. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should, should we should we? Open the blasters here and talk about like the rebels finale since that's what you may know. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's yeah, go to it. Let's, yeah. get, let's get into it. Open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. <laughs> we opened the blast doors and uh, Colin he went spiraling out through the blast doors. Turns out we're on a, a forest moon <laughs> of some kind. That's right. Yeah, a forest. The forest moon. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> where <laughs> I am. Those fucking crickets. Like <laughs> they grow them big there on Endor. <laughs> So we're going to talk about Rebels now and our reactions to every, I guess, everything surrounding the season finale of season two. Man, it, it was it was incredible. It was Darth Vader and Ahsoka finally face off, and oh uh, man, they they and they do it on Malachor, uh, which is a big deal for reasons addressed in the spoiler section of a previous uh, State of the Empire. It it was very impressive. I, I I was absolutely all about the whole thing and the fact that Kanan is now like a blind Jedi, like satisfying that whole trope of like the kung, blind kung fu master. Um, do you think it, he's going to be permanently blind? I do. Yeah, especially um, Dave Filoni on May the Fourth uh, tweeted a what looked to be a mask. So it looks like that might be what he's wearing. Wow. Mm. Yeah. 
looks partially yeah. designed kind of on the the Jedi Temple guards, which is an interesting, you know, with that sort of revelation from previous episodes that the Inquisitor used to be a Temple guard. Yeah. Like, I, well, now, now is he going to be blind, but he's going to use the Force to see, so he's basically not blind, you know? Like, is oh, he, yeah, he going to be, sure. that's the thing, like, he's going to be Daredevil in the yeah, uh, Star Daredevil. Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blind, blind warriors are, are hot right now, so I think mm-hmm. that'll work. And, um, yeah, what a great, great finale. I mean that that so that is where that is where the Clone Wars stuff really punctuated. I mean there was oh man and then and then to bring back the the voice of Anakin from Clone Wars to when when Vader's mask is, is oh. you know peace blown off. Oh god and she's like I'm not going to leave you I'm not going to leave you again and it was just like so poignant and perfect and um god that cut me to the core. Oh, that 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 part cut me to the core so so greatly because like you know they were fighting and and the and the rebels were, you know the team had to leave and um, Ahsoka could have had a chance to, to 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 get out of there but no she stuck around to stay with and not not with Vader but with Anakin cut you and deeper than it cut like, his helmet <laughs> oh my god it's so good I mean but but I mean okay so now we're behind the the, the blast doors so like. Where where does that leave Ahsoka? I don't like, know. Like, like you see her wandering off into the darkness. There, apparently not dead. Um, and and so and and great. They're making her her face her. I don't know if I want to call them mistakes yet to leave the order, but but you know to face at least face the repercussions. Like she couldn't just walk away from her her responsibilities. You know she mm-hmm. she now you know is faced with the consequences of them because it can be argued via Clone Wars. That she is partially responsible for, you the know, fall of Anakin Skywalker. Fall of Anakin. So we have an Ahsoka book coming out in October that is going to fill in the gaps between, um, I guess, Revenge of the Sith and 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 her reappearance on Rebels. Hugely important. Who's Huge. writing that? Um, someone I was happy to hear. I jeez, that's I know that doesn't. Sound I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah. I mean, like you were happy. The, the the basically the fact that you were happy to hear that yes, that's important. Happy. It always scares me when you see a, a character centric thing. I know that hasn't been the case, obviously, with all the Marvel runs because you know they've just been giving us weird series that I I you know none of them have actually said much about about them. Lando's was great, but it just actually Lando's was great because it, it kind of makes Lando into the Lando we know in Empire. Right, Chewbacca. <laughs> inconsequential princess leia not inconsequential but not good <laughs> and then um Tribio. i haven't read that one yet that one it's overall i guess it's inconsequential but it was still really good it was like it's just yeah. one little nugget like one good story the yeah, the three we, we another thing that we mentioned mentioned in the last episode actually was the 3po comic which is if you want to read it it's going to be in the hardback edition of shattered empire that comes out this summer and it is great it is worth the price of admission for even bothering with Shattered Empire. That, that's that's great to hear. We were making fun of it, like who cares about the freaking red arm? It was, and, and then you're like, oh, well that that was that it was, was good. I feel <laughs> it's the single best issue of Star Wars published by Marvel since they reacquired. Amazing! Holy that's shit! Yeah, I can't wait. Wow. Yeah, it is so. I, I, would, I would find it hard. Good. I would find it hard to argue that, and I was the biggest champion of the Lando comic. So yeah, it's uh, hard hard to argue against that. I mean, so, Lando's the best story, but that's the best single issue. Oh, de- oh yeah. yes, definitely. I would, yeah, by far. So I always get worried when they, you know, announce series is based on characters because you know sometimes it could be their death. And you know, the Han Solo comic, like you know, they've they've already talked about how the his death has sort of influenced, you know, like where the direction they wanted to go with it mm-hmm. is. And then now the Ahsoka one. I'm not. I don't think Ahsoka is gonna. I mean, I do think Ahsoka will eventually die, even though I don't want her to. But I also think this means that Ahsoka's in for a large transformation. Mm-hmm. And what I fear about that is that she will eventually return as some sort of fallen jedi thing fallen yeah or as snoke perhaps oh stop it <laughs> <laughs> by the way it's by ek johnston oh that's and right. and the book's just called ahsoka and it comes out october 11th october 11th order through nerdy show yep damn straight i can't imagine she comes back the same because i don't think but how could she I mean, she she had a feeling that that Anakin was the was the one underneath. Oh, she knew. You know, she knew. She, yeah, and then and then, but but she truly understood that he was there, like that he existed, and that he was still in there. And but God, his face when he like just scrolled in his eye, you could see the rage in his face of like what how he felt about her, and that 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 
he made the choice that he was going to kill her. You know what I mean? Like, ah, God, it's just so good. And it would, guys, you, you don't know what you're missing. You really don't. You don't know what you're missing by not having had the previous experience to see that. You know what I mean? Like, I really, ah, God, I, I can't stress it enough that it's, it's really worth it. It, 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 it's worth it. It's worth, it's worth it. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't think, I did not think that was the case until I saw the end of season two of Rebels. Interesting. So you were like, that was an enjoyable experience, but then seeing yep. the season, in the season two of Rebels, you were like, it was all worth it. Oh, oh, without a doubt. Huh. I mean, the return of, of, of fucking Darth Maul. I mean, like all of that stuff is is all through Clone Wars. I mean, like him, Maul was him... really well done, by the way. That was great. Yeah, which mm-hmm. which I mean started towards the end of Clone Wars, and they actually like, I mean, that wasn't that's it's funny that that, that character was never actually done the justice he deserved until Clone yeah. Wars. Um, you know, they, uh, there's you know it's funny the only other piece of Darth Maul media prior to that that I ever enjoyed was actually not a story that took place from Darth Maul's perspective. It was a Darth Maul book. But it was it was Shadowhunter in which it was just it was from the focus of two people being hunted by Maul. So he is a threat rather than, you know, like the actual, you know, so and so that was good and, and a good characterization of him. Like instead of just being with him, he's, you know, whatever. But like the Clone War show, like he actually gets some fucking character arc. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, good stuff. And um I mean, really, like a master manipulator. It looks like in this, uh-huh. like he worked in when he was talking to Ezra. He works in the Sith code from the old like lore. The like yeah, you know, the, the rule two and all that. Yeah, well, not just the rule two, but also like the you know um your your passions will set you free and like right. breaking your chains. Like yeah, he yeah. works it into a normal dialogue. Like as he's talking to him, he actually recites the Sith code to him mm-hmm. in his actual dialogue. So it's like Ezra would never suspect that this is anything but good advice. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's feeding like all four lines to him as separate. Ezra says he's like, I trust him. Why don't you? You know, it's like Jesus Christ, kid. You met him like an hour ago, and you're already like seduced by him. Yeah. And then when 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 you know he reached out his hand to him to grab him, and you're just like, no, Maul's not gonna do it. And like, no, Maul did. He's like, that was the final. Like, I think I got him now. I will say, Kanan probably like relented a little too much on and so did ahsoka on just being like all right fine enemy of our enemy you know like teaming up with maul uh-huh but I well, yeah but at the same time like he you know they this guy has been left in obscurity for you know years yeah, and but no I mean, one... according to clone wars he almost brought the whole thing to its knees I mean, yeah but he's... he was in the yeah but if you think about it though spill like in the clone wars like um he was in the shadows like Darth Maul was not one of the ones like he was the one who was running the show, but he was mostly the one who was dealing with the Mandalorians and trying to make that yeah, but, whole situation but, but, happen. But, 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 Savat, but Ahsoka, brother, Ahsoka was well aware of and, all that. Yeah, that's OK. That is that is that is true. I mean, Maul, um, Maul killed Obi-Wan's lover. Yes, he did. He did. Very tragic. But. Thing. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, but they, and also too, like, you know, in one hand you hold the gold and in the other hand you're holding the shit. Like with Clone Wars, you have this that really old saying from the, is that an old, old Sith saying? One hand you hold yeah. the gold, the other hand you hold the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in one hand, you know, it's just like, cause you have that stuff with Darth Maul and it's really great. And that's, I mean, that stuff, I mean, at first it's like, oh, really? Well, this is this is what we're doing, um, and then it's <laughs> they're like it's it it's good, but then you have all of this stuff with his brother, um, who has the worst name in Star Savage Wars, Savage Opress. Oh God, it's so guys, it's so. Oh, it's I remember so when bad. it was announced. I was there. It was awful. It, it, it sounds like a joke. You could hear the eyes rolling. Yep. Oh, it just sounds like a joke. And it's but and it and it's not great. And like he's a he's a but like the stuff that they explore through that is good. You know, they're they're dealing with the witch like the witches of Dathomir and like they're dealing with um uh, Count Dooku and as Savage is Count Dooku's apprentice and so it's like apprentice against apprentice at times and it's it's a it's a really interesting 
um, it is an interesting story arc. You have to like put those bits. Um, you know, you could probably get a paragraph or maybe like if you watched an hour of it instead of watching, you know, I don't know, five hours of this, of this story arc, you know, cutting it down to an hour to, so that we would actually, you know, get the good bits of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, like, like seeing Darth Maul in Rebels, I was like, oh, fuck, I thought they fucking killed, oh, shit, that's amazing. Because at the end of it, he's fighting, uh, him and Savage Press are fighting in one of the coolest um, lightsaber battles that I've seen, um, including um, Duel of Fates. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess Darth Maul is just involved with all the coolest lightsaber battles. Um, well, that's with, true, because he had... with Yeah, with Emperor Palpatine in Clone Wars. Yeah, Palpatine and... versus Maul in, in Oppressed was actually, yeah, that was very cool. And then and, and, even the one yeah. in Rebels was, other than the helicopter blades, not a big fan of that. I, yeah, me I liked them. I thought they were fun. And th- that don't make sense. And I, this, this <laughs> I, is, I would have been, been, would, been okay seeing one, but I would, like they kept doing it. I'd be okay with one if it just slows their fall. But to have it lift them in the air, it don't make any goddamn sense. I'm sorry. It just it, it, I believe no, in the man, magic of the force is one thing. Doug, but Doug, I just, they're constantly force pushing downward. Then, then why do they have to have a lightsaber? Like, why do they have to have it spinning? Well, that that keeps them aloft. It keeps the hover. No, and then, you know, sense. the force pushes like the rudder. You know what no. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It also makes them a giant fucking target hanging from a bright glowing <laughs> beam of light. It's like in a dark cave. Where should we shoot them? I don't know. Like the big flashing propeller coming at us. It's like, come on. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Is that is, oh it's ancient Sith training. I do I do wonder what the because like you guys uh, I I was like whoa can they do that weird but you you, you guys' reaction to it was way more immediately no yeah. no <laughs> and and so I'm wondering you know how did that decision get made yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, very... could it work as a toy yes or no and then boom that's it really cool to introduce a new uh, Inquisitor in the finale yeah sort of just like yeah. you know hey. There's more. You don't know how many there are. Exactly, and and I think it's really cool that like he's in the midst of a, an investigation. But you know, like he's in the middle of it. Here's the the probably like of all of all the tumultuous things that happened. Like the biggest shocker to me was they killed the seventh sister. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that mm-hmm. coming a mile away. Because I mean, they have her doing live Jedi shows at at uh, Hollywood Studios every single day, and and it's great. And they fucking killed her. Yeah. Wow. Well, Darth Vader dies. Who's the one that lands the blow on the seventh sister? Wasn't I can't. Man. Was Kanan it Maul or was it Maul? I think I'm pretty sure it was Maul because he 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 was like fuck it I'm killing them all. God, I, he's good. I just can't wait till also, the to the next season when Maul is like I hope Maul sticks around like like a lot as like a potential mentor that he's trying to steal away you know, Ezra to where he's just, Ezra's torn between who do I follow? Do I follow this guy who's making a lot of sense or do I stick with Kanan who I've been loyal to? And Darth Maul could be like, well, you know, uh, you follow him. It's the blind leading the blind. And like he, he, he's, he fucked up. And I would know? love to see a situation in which like they're all reunited in kind in the sense of like in Knights of the Republic 2, you kind of had that gray voice that you mm. weren't sure was completely evil in, 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 Kreia, and she's like one of the best Star Wars characters ever. And Maul can be that. He can be that sort of gray voice that you don't realize is is getting those things in your head to be, you know, like essentially dark side. Yeah, because he, he's not Sith. He doesn't like Sith, but he is dark side. Yes. You know? What what's interesting is is something that they could have done and they could do in the future is the Maul Vader fight that we've all like oh. that, that people have always speculated on. Yeah. And now, unfortunately. I mean, they said the right things and that, like, Filoni said they didn't just want, like, if, you know, because people asked him about it going into the finale. And I remember him saying in an interview saying, like, we didn't, we can't just do this because for fan service. It has to make sense of the story. And we can't just, like, at, what worries me, though, is they're going to try so hard to not <laughs> to make put it that make battle sense. royale that when it does, if there is a moment that where it would make sense, they won't do it. Because mm. they're afraid of someone going, oh, boy, they're really pandering now. But it's like there's gotta be an organic moment. I feel where I just—it's almost the finale—the finality of Palpatine winning that struggle. You know what I mean? It, it mm-hmm. almost just like I think there is a purpose in making it seem like. 
the Empire's plan as put in place is the ultimate evil in the galaxy is like I think he does have a shot to knock off Darth Maul in a and not just knock him off, but like fucking dominate his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as I love Sam Witwer in that role, which I just realized because he's voicing Maul again, but he's also voicing Palpatine now too. <laughs> so he's doing wow, he's a talented guy. He is, yeah. Man, okay. Um, I I guess we'll leave it at that. Uh, we I, unless we have any speculations for uh where they're gonna go with Ahsoka from there. But I would I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, what does it mean? What is it like? How do they, you know, how do they survive that? We know they both did, but like, but how and why? And I can't even begin to to speculate on on where they can go from there. The only story arcs I see, you know, are, are the what you've been talking about about the, the seduction of Maul, the the deception of Ezra, uh, the the struggle of Kanan. Those are the real things. And of course, the storylines that we hinted at last episode about um, the actual like real formation of the rebellion and seeing how that ties into Rogue One. Um, and and those are the things that are concrete. But when it comes to Ahsoka and Vader, I have no fucking clue. I, I don't think we'll see Ahsoka for the ha- the first half of the season. I don't yeah. I think we'll see her until she after have a triumphant return. Until after Rogue One's out. I think the first half that first half of the season will will get us some sort of reset on Kanan and Ezra. You know, like what the what the result is, the blindness thing, the like whatever. But I think they will leave Ahsoka as a sort of Question mark. She, she, she's in plot carbonite right yeah. <laughs> and there's probably going to be when she is out there's probably going to be some hibernation sickness <laughs> but i think i think Her hibernation sickness oh, oh no i bet you're gonna get uh, uh, you know you might get a an ahsoka who you know you were talking about how at in that um animatic of the you know the lost the lost season like you i bet you're gonna get that same situation with ahsoka that you had with anakin um, like you might get an angry, like post-traumatic stress, uh, Ahsoka. I mean, I would love to see that. I don't know if necessarily they're going to go there because I don't think that they've built up her character enough in Rebels for us to like understand that as an audience. I mean, she, her character definitely has the the weight, and th- they've set up the backstory for a potential for something like that. But I don't know if we have enough in rebels for us to really have some sort of fall or real deep seated problems with us like that ahsoka has um some mental issues with dealing with her old master in that way i i I don't i would love to see it but i don't know if they're gonna go there i don't know there's there's a dozen things i would want them to do one of them is i want ahsoka to go find obi-wan and wanted yeah. to ha- want her to have a chat about getting back into the fray, and Obi Wan's like, "No, I, I, like, I'm, I'm doing my part already." And like, I don't think he he ever says what he would never tell Ahsoka what he's doing. No, no, yeah. But I do think there is some potential for some good drama in there where she leaves in anger because you know, like, like now she, like, I feel like she's going to be, she's either going to feel responsible for what's happened, or she's going to feel that she has to put a stop to it. And I think that's going to lead her to, to her demise or to her, I don't, I don't know, but, but I, I, I would like to see a scene between her and Kenobi. That'd be really cool. That would be, that really would cool. be cool. But also too, like they've opened the Yoda box too. Like they've opened that Yoda box where they can, you know, call them up on the force phone. I, I love Ezra and Yoda. Those are like, like my two favorite scenes, like as far as like force stuff, mm-hmm. some good, good, good stuff. It's a, it's yeah, a cat. Other man, just fantastic show. Such mm-hmm. a fantastic show. What are you saying, Colin? I was just gonna say, like, um, maybe standing outside here uh, makes me think about it. Um, but like they in <laughs> in Clone Wars, just um, just as an aside, like they they give you reason as to why Yoda's on Dagobah. Well, what is it? <laughs> We're behind the blast doors. Uh, well, he. It's because it's 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 a it's it's the best place for him to cuz he talks to Qui-Gon and he learns how to basically he becomes a uh, a student of Qui-Gon as Qui-Gon the ghost um well not a fully formed force ghost as they are now but like just a disembodied voice um but the it the Dagobah system is a um 
conduit and a uh, a of, spring of, of the force of the living force. Yeah. So that's that's why it has you know uh, hallucination tunnels and so on in, in it. Which well, is, yeah, which, which... and why it's so rife with life mm. there as well. Yeah. Like a swamp is is a an, an amazingly rich ecosystem. It sure is. Yeah. It was actually in the old expanded universe. It was actually very rich in the dark side, which is actually why he hid there because it was a shroud for the Empire's agents not to find him. Wow. And, you know, which is why the dark side, there's actually a very specific reason it's a show because that was actually the site of a battle between an extremely powerful dark sider and light sider in which the dark sider ended up dying, but it ended up saturating the entire ecosystem in huh. that dark side. Wow. So, but the Nexus conduit thing of light side actually, to me, makes Dagobah feel a little holier as opposed mm-hmm. to a hiding place. It's more of a going with the prequel direction that he had to go and meditate and learn more things and learn what he learned exactly it is nice that it's a holy place as opposed to a hiding place Mm. yeah wow that's cool so uh i guess that we'll 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 call it here then um and when (laughs) when uh colin and matt put together the must watch list for rebels uh you will hear about it on state of the empire and then also at the State of the Empire Facebook and the Star Wars Spoilers Facebook group where you should go if you like going behind the blast doors. And remember, State of the Empire and all the shows on the Nerdy Show Network are entirely listener-supported. If you go to nerdyshow.com support, you'll find all the links you need on how to donate to us directly, subscribe on Patreon where you can help fund the effort for uh, a bigger, better, badder Nerdy Show Network and get all kinds of perks in return, or you can go on Amazon and any of your purchases... If you follow through our links at nerdyshow.com slash Amazon, we'll uh, give back to Nerdy Show. So more information on all that at nerdyshow.com slash support. And if you don't if you don't want to involve money, you can always rate and review us on iTunes. It's that's totally free to do and very, very helpful for us, you know, being the, the dominant Star Wars podcast in uh, in this corner of the galaxy at least. Taking us out. We got a a track uh, in in celebration of the uh, haunting laughter of Chewbacca mom. Um, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, here's here's another awesome track by movie remix master Eclectic Method. It's called Chewy Tune. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Doug. Bye, I'm Matt. Bye, I'm Colin. Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way.
Thanks for listening to State of the Empire. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. So I got another Star Wars joke. What is the worst part about being eaten by a crate dragon? What is the worst part? That you probably live on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. You know what? Speaking of Tatooine, I feel like, say, the Empire is Tatooine. You know, you have like this wretched high scum and villainy. No, well, that not only that, but it's like you have this like gem of a of a planet where like all the all these like amazing things happen in it. Just no one knows that it's fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> the outer rim. Yeah, man. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 